Good morning, prayer watchers. Good afternoon, prayer watchers, for my international prayer watchers out there. And good evening, prayer watchers on the East Coast stateside where I reside. <laughs> I didn't mean for that to rhyme, but hey, we're making it work. We're making it happen. What's good, everyone? I am your humble host, Delta, coming back at you with another prayer watch. We are so excited that you decided to join in with us. Please stay tuned because it is about to be a powerful hour of prayer, of standing in agreement with you and lifting up our prayer requests together and of edifying and washing ourselves in the word for tonight's prayer point. I hope everybody had an amazing week. For anybody that's been tracking with me these last few watches this season, you can see I'm returning to normal. Thank you, Jesus. (laughs) And it is only the Lord and his goodness to behold. I am uh, feeling very, 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 very good. So excited about what is to come and what is coming in due season and there's so much to just be grateful for and yeah y'all might you know get a little bit of a 10 tonight so (laughs) be ready I gave you a warning already so what's up everybody we are back again one more again thank you lord for giving us one more opportunity to spread your word this prayer point tonight if you are tuning in just because you're like hmm, i wonder what's happening on midnight prayer watch this week i wonder what the subject is going to be if the subject is what you thought you was coming to see let me let me just be clear if you thought you were tuning in to a prosperity message i apologize that's not what this is Oh my goodness, this is why Holy Spirit told me to bring this out, okay? So I don't mean to hurt nobody's feelings, but anybody that knows prayer watches, help them out. We keeps it real on Midnight Prayer Watch, all right? So it's so much that's out there, everybody that's telling you, like the song said, enlarge my territory, Lord. Woo, let me get that financial breakthrough. Oh, I want that new car. Let me get that new home. Can I get that promotion? Anybody understand where I'm coming from? And it's so much, it's, let me be clear. It's nothing wrong with asking for things that you desire. A lot of times those desires have been placed in your heart because you're coming into alignment with things that the Lord wants you to have. However, These days, this season, apparently, the world just believes that it's only about prosperity, (laughs) that we ain't got to see no tribulations, no persecutions, no trials, no storms. And it's like, let's just cut out this little piece slice of the Bible (laughs) and let's just 
force feed that popcorn bubble gum message every single Sunday down the throats of all of the people that want to hear good, good things only. Now, let me again, I'm going to go back because I want nobody saying I'm hating. I want nobody saying I'm hate speech, okay? That's not it because I'm right there with y'all, all right? I want to be out here living a good life, living my best life, okay? But I know the truth and I I seek the truth because I don't have it all. I don't know it all, but I seek the truth in the word and it clearly states, clearly states that we're not meant to be here just having an easy life. I'm sorry. That's not our lot in life as believers, as followers of Christ. Our life is to be an example of what he did before us. If you are wondering if you are an owner or a steward, are you an owner versus a steward? Hmm. Are you somebody that is, let's say, seeking after material possessions? Do you put a lot of stock in your material possessions? Let me ask you this very important question. Do you believe that everything you have, you own? I'll let that breathe for a second. Do you believe you own that house? Do you believe you own that car? Do you believe you own that money sitting in your bank account? Okay, let me just keep it funky with everybody. There is a very key thing that I am saying in these statements, okay? And that is truly, are you an owner or are you a steward? Because if you know the answer to that, then you will understand the concept of stewardship. And what this comes down to ultimately is knowing the true main source of where everything comes from. Who is your creator? We, I mean, why, why are we all here today? And why do we have things to have stewardship over? These are some very uh, big questions that have, I would say, some understanding of just concepts that are required in order for us to really unpack what this means. I wanted to share with y'all, this was just something that, <laughs> y'all though, I, I always find these things just so funny sometimes. And I have to show you guys this meme that I found on the internet, of course, you know, the internet always wins. And this was something that I just was like, I have to I have to help help people understand this concept by just making it plain. So is this you? <laughs> is this you? Is this what your face look like when you come into some money? Is that your face? <laughs> is that what it looks like? Is that your reaction? Oh my goodness. Let me just help y'all see here. This is this is the funny part. 
of are you an owner versus a steward. Clearly, the baby not trying to give up none of this money. <laughs> none of it. Don't look at the look of astonishment, of pure amazement at how much money this baby is surrounded by. Ain't no way that tiny little fist is letting go of that dollar bill. When we talk about this concept of being an owner versus a steward, Holy Spirit was really breaking this down for me. So there are a few things that we are going to discuss. Actually, three main points that he said we need to really delve into as we get into the prayer point for this evening. And so the first thing that normally comes to mind, which I was talking about earlier, is possessions, right? The things that we feel like are ours is do we feel like we're an owner of those things or are we stewarding over those things? And so when I thought about this, I really had to take my own self back to my particular journey with um, being obedient in the tithe. <laughs> and I was one of those kids that was, you know, given a quarter or even given two quarters when you were in church and, you know, you were half asleep in the pew. And then, you know, the song comes on, everybody gets out, lines up and your pew gets called. And as the kid, you get to put the two quarters into the plate and keep it moving. I was that child. I was like, I don't really understand. Nobody broke it down for me that two quarters was not sufficient enough once I started making my own money. <laughs> and so I didn't really get the full meat of what is this formula that is clearly explained in the word on how the Lord is taking care of us through the tithe. But the first thing that we have to understand is that everything that we have in tithing it's not saying, Lord, I'm giving to you a part of what I have. That's not the concept, okay? That's that's where I feel like a lot of people get tripped up in this whole prosperity gospel thing. It's like, I'm gonna make my own, I'm gonna have my, my own storehouse and these are my own possessions. This is, I got this for me and I did this for my family and blah, blah, blah. It's so much I in there. <laughs> and then it's like, do we forget like that whole lest we forget a phrase that comes to mind? That all of those things, that opportunity, that business partnership, that contract, that renewal of that lease, all of that came from one source, not your works not your negotiation skills, not your Instagram feed. It came from Abba, the Lord God of heaven, Lord of hosts, Lord God Almighty, Elohim, Adonai, one source. It came from him. And then it came down and it blessed you with these things. And then when you get to a point where it's like, now I have to give of these things, the concept that I struggled with was like, I don't want to give what is mine. 
Or if I subtract, then I've got less of what I had to begin with. Woo, that was the issue. <laughs> that was where I was sadly mistaken. <laughs> and trust me, the Lord got me together <laughs> very quickly. So now I'm walking through life as a young adult and I'm making my own. I'm making um, money through a job and I'm able to purchase things, possessions, such as a place to live, food on the table, clothes. I might get some nicer clothes. I might've had some nicer purses. I might've had a nicer car. All of these things that I felt like Delta is putting in work. Okay, Delta deserves to purchase these things for Delta. These are Delta's possessions. And then (laughs) here goes my every other Sunday, again, going back to my childhood, putting those two little, (laughs) I literally put like finding two quarters in my purse and putting it in the plate as it goes by. Do you know how embarrassing? I mean, I know obviously that I did not make, (laughs) I didn't make two quarters worth of money for (laughs) that time frame in my life, but there was no real concept of this tithe. And so tithe literally means, literally, like go back, look at the, um, uh, look at, we. I use the Blue Letter Bible a lot. So I go back and I look at the actual definition of the root word in Greek or Latin. And in Hebrew, tithe literally means 10th. It's like so clear. There's no mistake in it. And so when the Lord says, bring me the tithe, it's like that there is no misinterpretation of this. It's the 10th. And the 10th is not of what you have. (laughs) It's not what you have. It's not what you made happen. It's not what you worked for. It's what he gave you. It came down from here. It always comes down from here and it comes down to you, period. Is no, there is no advanced buts on about that. If you don't really understand this concept, then what I would challenge you to do is to dig deep, dig real deep, because what you may be facing is a stronghold of unbelief. And that is a very deeply rooted stronghold that don't we don't know where it may have originated from. But if you have a stronghold of unbelief because you don't know who the one true source is, then I encourage you to ask Holy Spirit to reveal where it comes from and also partner with the Lord to get that thing uprooted because I'm sure if that exists, it's not just affecting this area of your life. So here we go. I want to bring up this scripture <clears throat> that comes with, the promises of bringing the tithe to the storehouse. So this is in Malachi. Actually, this is one of the scriptures that before I submit my tithe now, once the Lord got me together, (laughs) now I understand where my source is coming from. So in Malachi 3, 10 through 11, bring ye all the tithe into the storehouse that there may be meat in mine house and prove me now herewith saith the Lord of hosts, if I will not open you the windows of heaven 
and pour out a blessing that there shall not be room enough to receive it. Thank you, Lord. And I will rebuke the devourer for your sakes and he shall not destroy the fruits of your ground. Neither shall your vine cast her fruit before the time in the field, said the Lord of hosts. Who, after hearing that, is not encouraged to talk. Like, think about this. If it's a do this, it's like a it's like an Excel formula. If this, then that. <laughs> so if then statement says, if we do this, then this happens. So the if is if you bring all the tithes into the storehouse, and we just talked about tithe actually means one tenth into the storehouse. And he says, if you do this, do you not know that I will open up the windows of heaven? Woo! Pour you out a blessing that you don't even got enough room to receive it. Oh my goodness, I was shouting when I saw that. I was like, oh, okay, Lord, he not playing. And then on top of that, he's going to rebuke the devourer. How many of us have been on the side of the road with a flat tire? How many of us have had to pay some unexpected expense because the heater broke, the AC don't work, the the all of a sudden you need to get new lighting in the house, whatever, like these unexpected, like where is this coming from? I did not know I would have to be paying for this. But when he says he will rebuke the devourer for your sakes and he shall not destroy the fruits of your ground, Oh my goodness. This is this encourages me to stay in this lane of obedience because it's almost like what we talked about before how the Lord is not a man that he should lie, nor said a man that he should have to repent. It says in the word, he's never going to not fulfill his word. He's always going to fulfill his word. And in this particular part of being a steward, This is specifically talking to you about the tithe and what happens, what type of preservation we receive when we tithe. And so I want to just encourage anybody that's struggling with that, that may be like me, (laughs) maybe you're not literally putting two quarters in the plate. I hope nobody's doing that. You know, I'm telling myself, That's a little embarrassing, but, you know, it is what it is. I'm keeping it real. Midnight Prayer Watchers, you already know. Um, But if you are maybe in a subjective way, putting less than what is one-tenth of what you have as your income, which is not technically your income, we just remember we we learned that, right? It's It's not yours to begin with. If you are not tithing, then these promises, I I can't say whether or not the Lord is going to be like, I can't really do this for you. I mean, it just, it, it is what it is. It's the, it's the Excel formula. If this, then that, period. If I was you, I would want to be in the side of these promises He's not going to ever fail in. I'm going to do this. And so it's deeper than this, y'all. It goes so much deeper. 
And this is kind of where Holy Spirit was like, we're going to get really, really, really watching the word tonight. <laughs> Midnight prayer watches. Y'all already know what time it is because I encourage everybody like these are prayer points that we are continuing to bring out because this is, you know, Holy Spirit just tugs on my heart for certain things that he wants us to discuss during the midnight prayer watch hour um, and to intercede on. But this is just my opinion. That's what I want you to take it as. It's like, this is my words. I'm, I'm washed in the word and I know the condition in which I have a relationship with Abba, but this is for you to go seek your own understanding and go find the truth for yourself, especially if this is like something that you're still perplexed about, <laughs> or you may still be like, eh, I don't know about this. And if you don't know, it's cool. Like, I don't have no feelings, no attachments to that at all. But what I will encourage you to do is to at least go find the understanding for yourself. So got to stay washed in the word. And please don't take my word for it. Go find it out yourself. As we move into the second point, second, let me put the twos up, of the prayer point for are you an owner versus a steward. This is something <laughs> that still ties into what the Lord continues to say about us stewarding over the things which he gives us. So when we think about him being the source, right? And we think about, okay, uh, a limited belief is that all of our possessions come from the Lord. But do y'all know that Abba also gives us the people that are in our lives? And so my question to you is, are you stewarding over the people that he has placed in your life? Are you stewarding over those employees that he has placed in your care? Are you stewarding over your wife that he has blessed you with in that marriage union? Are you stewarding over your husband that he has blessed you with? Are you stewarding over those kids that he's blessed you with? It's, such, it's like everybody's a blessing at first. <laughs> but then when they stick around, sometimes they get annoying. <laughs> sometimes they get frustrated. Sometimes you like, maybe you just here for a season. <laughs> and things trust, yes, the, Lord, the word does say things do come and go in seasons. But while they are still in season, in due season, are you understanding that Abba has placed them there? And that it is still your charge to steward over them. Okay, hey, anybody catching this tonight? Okay, so here's the thing that I found in this second part of the prayer point that is not always talked about <clears throat> is that as we steward over possessions, as we steward over people in our lives, are we also stewarding over the third point, which is our bodies? <laughs> oh boy. How many people out here 
are trying to do the oxy hydroxy cut <laughs> uh keto diet shortcut lose 10 pounds in 10 days <laughs> Woo! health kicks out there there's so many of these health kicks so i i i almost feel like there is some miscommunication <laughs> when it comes to our bodies and the health in which we should be uh, making sure is our portion in life. And so, of course, we are um, wanting to, just from a, a real-time standard uh, perspective, to take care of ourselves because there's an immediate reward for that, right? You take care of yourself. You feel good. You look good. You like the way you look. You have more energy. Uh, you can do more physical activities, all of that good stuff. Um, so of course, there's that real-time reward that takes place when you store it over your body in that way. When you're taking care of your body. Um, how can I put this? It's it's not yours. <laughs> Here's where we go. Here's where we go into the word, y'all. Okay. First Corinthians 6 20. For ye are bought with a price. Ooh, how many know that price? Jesus, who died on the cross for us, so we could be reconciled back to God. Okay, so then therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit which are God's, ooh, God's apostrophe S, apostrophe S, meaning possessive. Everybody remember this back in, back in English, back in, back in uh, grade school when we were learning about possessive and, and uh, you're making a conjugation take place with a, a word. The conjugation that is taking place here is this, body belongs to God. God's meaning God, G-O-D apostrophe S. May we are so fixated on getting our body right, doing the, the summer workout plan, <laughs> the Kanye's workout plan, getting the the hot girl city and uh, the hot girl summer and city. Y'all know I, I'm getting all mixed up in the terminology. <laughs> but y'all y'all feel me right now, right? You were trying to get everything tight and right inside. What? We, this, we got to understand. It's not even ours. <laughs> Are y'all catching this? It's not ours. We don't own this body anymore. We don't own it. It belongs to God. I'm going to let that breathe. Because some people out here are like, whoa, I was like you. Trust me, not too long ago. And I was like, dang, okay. I got to I gotta make sure I, I take care of this thing. Because if it was purchased at this high of a cost, then... It's just like when you buy a very, very, very expensive uh, piece of artwork or 
let's say artifact or something, right? That is like, oh my goodness, there's only five of these in the world. And what do you do? You hire people to secure it. You make sure it's clean and polished and always looking just like you bought it. Mm. Always looking like what you just bought it as, like the first condition. You put it, you like put plastic around it and all this stuff. And it's always going to look great because you put a lot of, uh, of investment into that thing, right? You you put a lot of coins to the side to get this thing. And <clears throat> not without saying from a worldly perspective, you flossing out here with this one of five situation, <laughs> let's just call it. So now... You are in a place where you don't want this object, this valuable that you have purchased to appear to not be new, to be not well taken care of, and you want to show it off. Is this touching anybody's heart right now? So... Where we go back to the word and it says we are bought with a price. That means this, all of this, not even ours no more. (laughs) So now we are charged to take care of this because of the high price that it was bought at. We are that security guard that's cleaning and polishing and making sure it's looking like it's mint condition. And this is uh, one of one and nobody has this possession. And because the Lord purchased this possession with the highest price ever, ain't nobody going to be able to replicate this. Ain't nobody going to be able to steal this. Ain't nobody going to be able to match this. So. Are we truly stewarding? Because now we know this ain't ours no more, okay? It's not ours. Doesn't belong to us. So now we're stewarding over this body. We got to do a better job. We got to understand what does the owner expect for us to do with this? Not what we want to do, because not. We we don't belong to us. We don't. So we don't got, we don't have a say. Mm. The flesh don't got a say anymore <laughs> about what happens to this body. What happens in this body. What happens outwardly on this body. And that's why it's important to know what does the true one true source say because he's the one that owns owner so that was the third point y'all every one of those points did we not just say in each of those that the owner is never us (laughs) that the only owner has always been our father in heaven and everything not just our possessions, but the people, our bodies, our minds, our spirit, everything that is a created thing, we are called to be stewards of. 
good stewards of, to show that we care, to show that we understand the purchase cost of that thing. And now we have in this world today, lots of people (laughs) that are, I'm transitioning into this, this last kind of piece that Holy Spirit was saying, like, People are are souping themselves up to be owners, y'all. Like it's it's getting bad. It's getting to the point where it's not just about mammon. It's not just about following the God of 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 things, of possessions, of money, and things like that. But <clears throat> it's about now this whole like kick is I'm gonna make it for myself. You know, I'm gonna make I'm gonna create my own business. I'm gonna do this. I'm in control of this. I got I made this. I took care of my family here. I pulled us out of this destitution, blah, blah, blah. You know, like bankruptcy, whatever. And then instead of again acknowledging that one true source, who's the owner? We all know who it is now. But instead of that. We got people that are glorifying themselves. And so mammon got you trapped. Mammon out here deceiving folk because you still chasing after mammon, but now you put yourself on a pedestal to say, I'm the owner now, instead of understanding that in all things we are stewarding over, that every opportunity, every business partnership, every uh break that you got in those taxes was Abba. It wasn't your negotiation skills like I was talking about earlier in the watch. It wasn't your natural uh, abilities to build rapport in business relationships. No, I'm sorry to tell you. Guess where all those things came from? <laughs> Guess where everything came from that gave you that opportunity? Ooh, let's go back to my mean, y'all. <laughs> Is this you? <laughs> Is this you? Putting it on the screen, big. Are you out here bug-eyed <laughs> when you seeing all this paper? Because all that is, is uh, I think everybody knows the scripture. The love of money is the root of all evil. And although we have not been um, talking about money per se, we are still discussing in this event that it's still about stewardship rather than ownership. And so I hope that this helps somebody. I know that this is touching somebody. There might be an entrepreneur out here that thought that they was doing it, that thought they they was doing it because of their own power and their own might. But there might be somebody out here that thinks that this entrepreneurship game is their way out. And you know what? It's not to say that those ideas didn't come from the Lord. It's not to say that 
that business that you always wanted to have didn't come from the Lord. But are you allowing it to become an idol? Are you allowing yourself to become an idol as you build that business, as you grow and scale that business? It's about crucifying your flesh every day and not allowing mammon, because you cannot serve two masters, and not allowing mammon to deceive you, trick you, and to get you to believe that you are making this happen. So I just want to pray everybody for um, specifically those that are struggling with this concept of being an owner versus a steward uh, before we close out the watch tonight. Father God, Lord, we thank you for uh, just your word that is so uh, clear, is so concise and it gives us instruction, Lord, on what it is we need to do in order to glorify you. This is what we were created for, Father God, was to worship you, to magnify your name, Father. And I just ask that you would continue to penetrate the hearts that you are tugging at right now, that although there is so much happening in the world as it relates to this prosperity gospel, um, this what has what has taken place since even when Christ is walking the earth, this worshiping of money, this worshiping of possessions, um, and they're just calling it prosperity gospel now. But Lord, this season of worshiping possessions, Father God, is causing your children to fall. It's causing your children to um, to succumb to the, the tricks and the schemes of the enemy, Lord. So I intercede right now for the hearts of those that have been clouded and have had spiritual blindness, Father God, in this area of, of believing that they were owning the things that you gave them, that they were owning the possessions, they were owning the ideas, they were owning the the moves and and the the journey even that they've been on, Father God. I just intercede, Father God, right now and bind that spiritual blindness that is stopping them from receiving the truth. And we know that we walk in spirit and in truth with you, Holy Spirit. So I ask that you would just come alive inside of them, that you would even breathe that breath of life into them in this area so that they would receive an awakening to fully understand that they are called to be stewards over the things that you have given them, that we are blessed so that we may be a blessing, that there are times where you give us things, people, ideas, so that we may have it passed through to others, not for us to hold on tight like this baby in this picture to this, uh, to this uh, uh, piece of money, but for us to allow it to pass through us, for us to be a conduit of those blessings, Father God, that you've entrusted us with, Lord. We thank you that your word clearly tells us of your promises 
to preserve us and to protect us and to prosper us, Lord. And I just intercede right now, Father God, for anyone that is feeling that they are entrapped by that God of mammon. Oh, Lord, we declare and decree that mammon, little g, is not getting the 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 breakthrough is is not getting the 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 ground inside of any of your children that mammon is losing the battle father god that even now the hearts and the minds that you are penetrating by not my voice but by your spirit father god let your words be penetrating their hearts that even now those hearts and minds are opening up and are allowing the truth to wash over them. And it's expelling those lies and those areas of of stronghold that mammon has created inside of them, Father God. And we declare and decree that the tricks of mammon are being exposed right now. We shine a light, Holy Spirit, on those tricks and those schemes that have created this prosperity gospel, that have created this do without wilt concept, that have created these owners versus these stewards, Father God, where you are the only one true source. You are the only owner, Father, and you entrust us with the things that you've created because you are allowing us to help edify, encourage one another. You are trusting us with little so that we can be trusted with more, Father. We thank you that as your children, you give us time to practice. (laughs) But Father, we declare that this deception that is being hidden in the darkness, in the shadows, that the light is shining on it right now and your children are awakening to the truth. And we know, Father God, that what light, where there is light, darkness must flee in the name of Jesus. And so we love you, Father God. We thank you. We ask, Lord, that you would just continue to work in the hearts of those that have received this um, message uh, and that it would be meat that's filling to them, Father God, and that you would continue to nourish their body, their mind and their spirits with your truth. And we pray all things in your precious name. I pray, Jesus Christ, amen. (laughs) Amen, everybody. All right. So as we continue to just intercede for everyone that is, you know, even thinking about right now, if they're in a place or position of um, worshiping mammon, I just want to transition us right into those that are feeling that tugging in their hearts, but this is the most important part of the watch. If you are feeling as if you are in need of a savior, you're not sure if you've ever been a steward. You're not sure if you ever understood the concept of the if and the then, and you want to ask for forgiveness first. And the word says in Romans that if you would uh, acknowledge your sins, you, through the confession of your mouth, ask for forgiveness and ask 
Jesus to come into your heart and life to be your personal savior, that you will be saved. And so if you'll recite this prayer with us, then uh, we will be so happy and grateful to be here and stand in agreement with you. So a salvation prayer goes like this. God, I come to you asking for forgiveness. I confess that I am a sinner in need of a savior. I believe that you sent your son, Yahshua, Jesus Christ, to die on the cross, paying the penalty for my sins. And he was raised from the grave and is alive right now and coming again. I confess you as my Lord and personal savior. Jesus, come into my heart and save me now. In your name I pray, amen. So we are rejoicing with anyone right now. Uh, Very, very, very excited. Heaven is rejoicing with you. All of the angels stop and rejoice whenever there's just one. If you are one out of the 99 that the Lord has come back to, uh, to come find you and bring you back to the flock, we are just excited for you. And if you want to continue to walk in your discipleship journey, we encourage you stay connected with us here at Midnight Prayer Watch. Follow us on YouTube or Facebook. Subscribe to us. We are so happy to just continue to keep you uplifted in um, spirit and in truth to continue to intercede with you and uh, stand in agreement with you for any of your prayer requests. As I mentioned earlier, um, we are here just in service to you all. And as we always say on Midnight Prayer Watch, stay up, stay blessed and stay washed in the word y'all till next time peace